Hey listener, this podcast is called Trigger Warning Romance for a reason. It is intended for an 18 plus audience due to the adult context and triggers that may be discussed in each episode. Please check the show notes for a full list of triggers and proceed with caution. You have been properly warned. It's time to count off the triggers. Hello and welcome to Trigger Warning Romance, everybody. I'm Nat. I'm Tori. And today we are doing an extra special book uh, that Tori's been asking me to read for quite a while now. Cruel Idols and Enemies to Lovers, MMF Bisexual Romance by Sorsha Black. Yay! <laughs> this was a book. I really enjoyed it. I love this one. Yeah. Um, I think we have all known that Nat is not a big fan of like multiple wee wees, <laughs> yes. right? Uh, in your typical like reverse harem or white shoes, I'm not really a big fan of that. But why am I not a big fan of it? I'm not a big fan of it because I don't. I I want everybody to be involved. If if it's gonna be a you know a multiple people situation. I want everyone to be with everybody. And this is exactly what was here. Like, they all did stuff to each other separately and together. And they were all in a relationship at the end. So. Well, I have a question for you using okay. that logic. Mm -hmm. I have an Omega verse that is a white shoes. Mm -hmm. I think there are. Five guys? Oh my gosh, a lot of guys. Okay. And one person who doesn't know that she's an Omega. Okay. Um, Where the last Omega, female Omega, died out years ago. Uh-huh. The, the, they're dying. Is that something that I could convince you to read? Because everybody is involved with everybody else. <sighs> Probably, but five guys is a lot of guys. A lot of guys. There's two alphas, two betas, and a male omega. Okay. It has M impreg too. Impreg. Ooh. Okay. All right. Sold. <laughs> I'll put it on our list. All right. Our never-ending list. Is that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I love that you guys keep sending us stuff. Yes. No. Please do. We we love it. We love it. We love all of the, the attention you want to give us. So mm -hmm. don't feel like you are bothering or pestering us if you if you holler at us on IM or Instagram yeah. or TikTok. Yeah. But yeah, we definitely will get to your books eventually too, though. Like, don't be discouraged if we don't do them immediately just because we have our own little schedule. And then also we're mood readers. So it's like, what do we want to read today? <laughs> <laughs> okay this book was so fun i think i understand why you liked this book so much 
<laughs> Why do you think I liked it so much? It was super kinky mm-hmm. and it was a thruple with two guys, which I know that you were into. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was funny. It was so funny. It was absolutely flipping hysterical. Mm-hmm. Her, she, Sadie is one of the most melodramatic characters that I can recall reading in a long time. Her and Zero had the best banter. Didn't they? Yes. A hundred percent. All right. Let us tell you a little bit about the premise of this book. We know that we go all over the place here on Trigger Warning Romance, but I'm going to try to give you the plot. (laughs) Try being the keyword. It's about, it's, as I kind of prefaced this on the last episode, it is the reverse of Misery by uh, Stephen King, whereas instead of the reader keeping the author hostage (laughs) and captive, the author keeps the reader captive um, with an asterisk. But our girl Sadie goes to find her favorite horror author, um, Van. and uh, Well, Vandal is his full name, but he goes by like Van or Vandal. So he's a, uh, he's an author and she found he, she just found out that in her little remote backwards, you know, little town, there's a he's like writing. He's got a cabin somewhere. So she's like, I'm going to go. I She's his number one fan. She wants to get an autograph. He's got a first edition leather bound book that she saved for years to be able to buy that yes. she wants him to autograph. And she even has a little special bookcase, like glass enclosure that she's going to put it in. So she shows up and she's really excited. And she's like, I know this is super creepy. I'm going to be such a dork, but like I, I can't not try to get an autograph from this guy. Like he's my favorite author and he's right here in my town. I totally understand. That's like. I get if, it. Yeah, I totally get it. It's like Zoe Blake moved in next door. Are you not going to ask her for, a, for an autograph? <laughs> um yeah of course we will there's not a lot that would stop me (laughs) (laughs) same so she shows up and it's we have to like it's a really hot day so she's sweating she's like oh my god i'm gonna meet this guy i'm like i look like she had to ride her bike Mm -hmm, because she broke she has no car she is totally broke yeah she's unemployed this is Right on par with a rich hero, poor heroine. <laughs> Except our hero thinks that he is poor, but yet he has unlimited funds. Unlimited funds. I don't know how that works. And Sadie even touches on to that. She's like, mm-hmm. his idea of poor and my idea of poor are two totally different things. Yes, absolutely. Um, so she shows up and she's knocks on the door nobody answers so she kind of like pops her head around the back to see if like maybe he's around and then she sees this beautiful lake and it's like i said it's hot out guys and she's like oh well i drove all this way here he's not even here i'm just gonna go take a dip in the lake and then he catches her sneaking on his property and oh my god you have not seen paranoia until you have seen Vandal. Yes. Because his par- he is just off the charts. Yes. He's furious with her. 
he thinks she's trying to she either is trying to steal his manuscript of his new book or has already done so already stolen it because like an idiot he left his laptop on the back porch unguarded i I think he went to take a shower or something because he's in a towel this whole time guys yeah (laughs) didn't hurt anything no he's really hot by the way the cover sorry the cover of this book was hot the cover is incredible. Although I'm kind of sad that it's just the one guy. I feel like it should just be the two guys. <laughs> but it's fine. So anyway, so he's really pissed. He drags her inside. They get into an argument. Um, because she's like, look, I just really want an autograph. And he's like, nope, you are a, a cheating whore trying to steal my manuscript. And... So he's like, stay here while I figure out what to do with you. And he calls his publisher, I think. And his publisher's like, look, you can't do too much. um, But try and convince her to stay there until it's published. Because his new book is going to be coming out soon. It's almost done. It's just putting the editing touches on it. So he needs her to stay with him until he publishes his book so that he knows that there's absolutely no way she can publish it first. So just to round that out, she is going to be staying with him Mm -hmm. for an indeterminate amount of time. She has no access to the internet, any social media, a phone, well, she is allowed supervised phone conversations with mm-hmm. her aunt, but that's the extent of it. If I were going to be kidnapped and held captive, I wouldn't complain about it being in a cabin by a beautiful lake by two hot as fuck guys. Well, the second one's not there yet, but yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> she hasn't she hasn't met zero yet. No. But um, the thing is, though, he does pay her. He does. He's like, I'm going to pay you because I need somebody to proofread these, you know, chapters for me. And you know my work better than anyone because you're my number one fan. So you're going to read my my books. I'm going to pay you because she's like, look, I need a job. Like she's she was unemployed. She was about to lose her apartment. She's like, I need a job hunt. Like I need to hustle. And he's like, I'll pay you. I think he was going to pay her like $2,000 a month or something, which is a lot of money for her. So she agrees because she really doesn't have a, any other choice because he's going to call the cops on her otherwise for trespassing. And he's like, she, he's like, fine. But here's the thing. Like, I can't watch you all the time because, you know, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom. You're good. I'm, you know, you're going to have to go to the bathroom. Like, we're go- I'm going to need somebody else to watch you. So he calls his friend and lover, who we don't know is a lover yet until later on in the book. Uh, but to come, he's also a writer. So he's going to come and hang out. And both of them are going to work on their projects. And she's just going to chill. They got the chill part of the Netflix and chill down, at least. Mm, yes, for sure. But first, can I read something before we get any further? Of course. Because this is near the beginning of the book. He has, they've, they've been 
going back and forth over over what he's going to do with her. And her inner monologue, it it just cracked me up. She goes, why was he being so nice all of a sudden? Did he have an ice pick in his back pocket ready to use on me when I let my guard down? Had he poisoned the lemonade? <laughs> when I lowered the glass without taking a drink, he seemed to notice, which only made me more suspicious. You've caught me. It's actually a mixture of lemonade, strychnine, mercury, and cyanide. <laughs> His smile was sardonic and far sexier than the usual charming smile he used at conventions. Probably to reassure fans he didn't kill little old grannies and steal their cottages. Very thorough of you. Defiantly, I raised the glass to my lips and took a sip. She's like this the entire book. Mm -hmm. And I love it. She is just so melodramatic over everything. It makes me happy. As she says later on, like, she has a very overactive imagination. That she does. So in a lot, a lot of the predicaments they put her in, she gets a little overworked. <laughs> um, so, so Zero comes and he's another author and she's like, holy shit, that's Zero. I love him too. Um, well, I love that whole, actually, speaking of Sadie and her funny lines, when they went to pack her little apartment up mm -hmm. and he was going through her books and he found that little case, the glass case she was going to put a book in. And he was, he was like, what was that for? And she was like, that was for my favorite author's book to go in. He's like, oh, so mine? He's like, no, not anymore. <laughs> I'm going to put Stephen King in there. <laughs> so yeah, so Zero comes and Zero is like infatuated with her from like the first moment which is incredible i loved it he imprinted immediately <laughs> and i love how she says like he was just so beautiful you know like such a like beautiful and she calls him either like a viking or a pirate because he had long hair and i mean i just I'm, I'm all for it she said the man was handsome almost to the point of prettiness under that under his scruff and his lithe, muscular body was hugged by a tight, raggedy old T-shirt and a, a pair of beat-up jeans. He looked like a wild at heart, like he raided villages for fun when he wasn't barging into kitchens. Maybe he was here to raid us. Here's my one little point, and this is not a, like a knock to the author because we know that this is all fantasy, right? But these two guys are authors. Like, they are authors. Not once in this entire book did anybody work out. How are they so muscular? <laughs> That's just a question. Well, I mean, that may be your little thing. My little thing is that I there was a section in here where they didn't use lube, and I was okay with it. <laughs> I'm like, I might lose my, my lube police badge for that. When he, yeah, when he just spit on his dick. The first, the first time that she saw them, she sees Zero and Van together. Mm -hmm. It's at like three in the morning, and she's up for some reason, and she hears these noises. And well, I think they woke her up. Oh, did they woke her up. 
Yeah. So she goes and search to find out what it is. And she gets to the point where she can see them, but they can't see her. Mm-hmm. And Van was just pile driving into his ass. Yeah. Um, Vandal spat into his hand and slicked it over Zero's asshole. Sympathetically, I cringed. I fucking hated anal. And from the looks of it, Vandal wasn't going to be using any lube or Zero. Yeah. Um, that was a punishment, right? Like, that was why he didn't use lube. Yeah, it was a punishment. Oh. And also, it seems like they do this quite often. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that I understand, like, I'm all for still use lube. But I feel like when you're doing that over, like, often enough, like, it's not as difficult as when we, you and I first read, like, any Zoe Blake, and it's, like, her first time. I'm like, you need a lot of lube. It's the first time. I have, I've done anal with no lube. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it wasn't, like, we started off with that intention, uh-huh. We were fucking and then it turned into. Okay. Um, so I mean there was some lubrication there. Gotcha. Um I I wouldn't say that it was my favorite thing in the world, but it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Okay. But I will say the author, there was none of that. Let's pretend this is lube. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, I think at one point zero was like, "Yeah, I buy lube in bulk." Yeah, he said like, like something like the drum is on its way. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, there's lube all over the house. I mean, it's it's within reaching distance, and yes. so they didn't have to, to scour the kitchen or any <laughs> the bathroom or anything else. They had the lube, and that made me happy. Yes, lots of lube, but yeah, um, yeah, that was just like I was like. They're both like just sculpted like to the gods and muscular and just beautiful. And I was like, all right, cool. And I'm like reading, I'm reading, I'm reading. I'm thinking like, oh, like, you know, Van's going to go for his run in the morning. Nothing. They're just writing. They're just writing and writing and writing. They do I run didn't around. catch that though. No, that, of course. That, that, that eluded me and I'm surprised. I'm surprised. It's only because they're authors. Right. And I was like, as an author, you're sitting and writing all day. So yeah. like, you're not, I can understand maybe if they were, I don't know, roofers or they did something manual with their like mechanics or whatever. But as an author, like they, anyway. Remind me at some point that I, we need to talk bear dicks. Bear dicks. Yes. <laughs> I have researched it. Thank you. <laughs> oh this is our life okay <laughs> more like how is this our life ridiculous <laughs> oh my god okay. i don't know any other two women that would get so excited about bear dicks <laughs> we need to preface like bear shifter dicks not actual bears okay bear shifters which are very similar to real bear dicks because I looked that up first because I just wanted an idea of what I was. My Google history is shot all to hell. <laughs> let me tell you. 
I mean, I when I pull up Google, you know how you, when you start to type it, um, yeah, it's it's bad. It's just <laughs> bear decks and bear shifters and a bacula. I'm gonna have to look it up because I don't remember how to say it. Um. But anyways, you can go ahead and and explain why I'm looking up information on Fairgates. <laughs> because I got, I a little while ago, I did a, a TikTok video um, explaining what the Omegaverse is and what nodding is. Okay. And I did a little diagram. And so somebody... T- commented on that video and said could you please explain the bear shifter dick to me in a diagram and i was like uh (laughs) no i cannot (laughs) but i know somebody who might (laughs) of course because why wouldn't i look doesn't every girl know that (laughs) (laughs) i know my strengths and weaknesses and i am not too ashamed to uh, outsource information that I do not have currently. Okay, so I asked Tori what uh, bear shifter dicks were like, and she promised me that she was going to read that book anyway. So, I mean, it's true. He both books in the duet, and part of the third book. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you want to explain it now, or should we go back? <laughs> oh, we may. Have, we're 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 here now. The train has left the tracks. <laughs> Um, bears and bear shifters have a bone in their, uh, on the base of their penis Uh that is called a baculum. Baculum. And it really only comes out, it's, it's only an issue when the, when they are, when they're hard. Mm -hmm. And bear shifters and some real bears have a hook on the end of that bone. Oh. So when the bear shifter gets in there and he's getting ready to come, the hook will come out and it attaches like over the, the G spot. Wait, it comes out of the dick? It, it's, it's part of the bone. So the, the the dick bends? You says it comes out. What does well, it come out of? It, it's the end of the bone. So it's like Oh, uh, so like the, the bone, tip. Yeah, it's like the tip of the of the bone. And but it, it locks them in just like a knot would. Mm. And it causes him to just come and come and come and come. And so does she. Unlike a knot, however, he doesn't have the ability to to do any kind of thrusting motion. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of have to rock against each other. And I got... <laughs> I, I, I have to. I, I just, I can't not, not explain this because it just cracked me up. Because the title to the article is... Science has figured out why bears go down on one another, and it's depressing. 
Oh. You have to send me that article. The provider bear, which would be generally the male. Yes. Just kept sucking on the receiver bear's penis until it reached sexual maturity, at which time it realized it was a lucky bear and the behavior never had any reason to stop. Oh. Um, presumably, the long-term study had a lot of takeaways that deserve to be published. But this one, about one male bear, the provider, giving the other, the receiver, thousands of blowjobs is obviously the most pressing. <laughs> okay. They write that the bears engaged in recurrent fellatio multiple times per day until at least 10 years old. The act consisted of not just genital contact, but, quote, vigorous penile sucking that appeared to result in ejaculation. Uh-huh. These are gay bears? They were in captivity, so I'm assuming there was no female. Oh, I see. But um, I will, uh, I'll tag this in the show notes. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm sure everyone's going to be very excited about that. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, mean uh... <laughs> uh, um, I don't remember where I was going with the book. But our girl, you told me that I have to keep you on track. I just let you go on a tangent about bear dicks. So I'm bringing it back in. Anyway, yes. So they are super hot, even though they don't work out, which sign me up. I want to be super hot, even though I don't work out. Um, And yeah, like Tori was saying, our girl heroin she heard some noises coming from the living room and she was like what is happening like she's like i know that some guys watch tv to get like some guys maybe watch porn together but it didn't sound like it was coming from a laptop and so she went and looked and it was zero naked and like bound to i don't know if it was like a saint andrew's cross or just like somewhere in the living room i think that it was like over like a step stool not the step stool but the footstool kind of thing okay yeah um yeah he knelt on the living room floor ropes crisscrossing his chest making him look like a shibari model his arms were bound behind his back showing off his well muscled again even though he doesn't work out heaving chest a cloth blindfold covered his eyes his sensual mouth was slightly parted panting and his head swung back and forth as though he was trying to see um i was like yeah it was like the hottest thing she's ever seen she's all for it and then apparently this is where we find out that van is zero's dom Mm -hmm. and zero didn't meet his word count for the day so he needs to be punished so he what i need to interrupt you for a moment because I, I just stumbled across something and I, I have to share it. Of course. Four step do it yourself bear baculum. Oh my god. Yeah, how to make it? I I guess I have it. It 
So what do you do once you have your baculum? You could spend the money to have it treated by your local taxidermist, or you could spend less and have the satisfaction of doing it yourself. Apparently, this is once you have assumingly killed the bear. Oh, my God. How else you're going to get it and how to clean it. And they are apparently used for all kinds of things. The poor not, bears. Not to mention, I mean, not the least of which is toothpicks. No. Yeah. Uh, I I just, wow. Okay, anyway. Corey, I'm going to need to close Google. <laughs> <laughs> Done. I am back on track now. He, Van has zero hide over <laughs> an auto an auto man foot thing and is giving him hell yes he's um not met his word count for the day he needs to be punished and i just like how like van was like what were you doing that you got sent tracked by the internet he was like i was doing research and he's like and then what happened he's like then i started watching porn <laughs> um so then i guess and sadie is not new to kink necessarily but she's definitely not as deep as these two so kink light yeah she's vanilla with sprinkles yeah she's had she's had a few spankings and liked it (laughs) yeah but nothing like these guys so she's like holy shit like they're hardcore because i think he was like hitting him with like a is like a stick or something and it sounded like it hurt and like tori was saying then he did have anal with him minus lube so but even though uh, oh <laughs> my note to <laughs> when you said it's like i brought lube zero muttered he's like you think you deserve lube um <laughs> He was like, I'm going to go with yes. And he's like, and Van said, wrong. My note there was, why do they all hate lube? Why do they all hate lube? But I guess it's because he wanted to to punish him. So he does have sex with him. And even though it doesn't seem to be like Zero is necessarily enjoying it, he does come without yeah. even being touched. So Without permission. Yeah. Like, can't be that bad, I guess, right? <laughs> and he was going to have to clean it up. With his face. With his face. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> she slips. I actually, I had so much anxiety during the scene because I thought she was going to get caught by them watching. I was like, oh my, I had so much anxiety. I was like, oh my God they're going to see her and it's going to be ho- it's going to be horrible but she does not get caught although the next morning she does ask them if the cottage has been checked for ghosts <laughs> i thought that was very clever of her yeah i mean it's it, at least she didn't come right out and say i i heard you fucking so mm-hmm. what's up with that yeah <laughs> So he's like, all right, so you you caught us, whatever. It's like, 
are you are we are you so shocked and she's like no i'm not shocked it's just like you know sounded like zero needed an exorcism (laughs) well and we find out that van's paranoia is due to his sister yes she stole his manuscript for one of the books that had been promised to be released and she took it before it had been edited or proofread or anything like that slapped a cover on it and put her name on it and tried to sell it and did sell it and did sell it not for not very well because there was no marketing no anything but because somebody so close to him was willing to steal from him this admittedly strange girl coming onto his property might be capable of that too Mm -hmm. so that helps that helps you understand van a little better yeah for sure um and i like that they have that i don't remember when but at some point they have a conversation where he's like i just know that this book could have done so much better because you know it's not doing well it's not making any money and she's like why do you like check on it he's like every single day i check the stats on that book yeah and i just felt so bad for him it's like oh it's like it's like your baby that somebody stole and is raising horribly you know hurts you deep inside yeah so um then they kind of decide that she needs something to do besides just sit there because she's distracting apparently <laughs> so they they tell her that she can she, you know she's she was kind of like writing and so zero gave her his old laptop and she's decided to start writing a story too well she starts with paper yes um and then van decides to read it and critique it and mm-hmm. zero's like that's just cruel and unusual punishment here use my old laptop yep so that's when they decide that she's gonna do some research they want to van wants to know why the emotion isn't coming out mm-hmm. and maybe she should research that so she ends up in the basement voluntarily but not the real basement yeah voluntarily not the basement with the floor but the other side it mm-hmm. used to be used as a cold room yeah so it's a dirt floor completely unfinished mm-hmm. they turn off they bind her hands behind her back because this is the situation that the heroine in her story finds herself Mm -hmm. and they turn off the lights and go upstairs leaving her there alone yep they do make sure she has a safe word yes um and she has limits and she's like no sex my pants stay on no hitting me in the face and like nothing that'll do like permanent damage right so they leave and she's like the fuck am i doing and this is where i'm like you're too stupid to live because at this point you don't know these people and and she's like asking them for some rope 
and <laughs> letting two guys tie her up and leave her in the basement. That just seems dumb. I was breathing hard and my panic response made me feel trapped. It was also making me doubt the trustworthiness of the two men I barely knew who had locked me down here. What were they going to do to me? Everything up to and including murder crossed my mind in a rapid succession of images of being murdered after years of being kept as a toy, being forced to give birth to babies I would never see again. Yeah. She's definitely got an active imagination. I lay in the dirt, listening hard to wonder when he was coming back. Neither of us had mentioned a time, but maybe it had already been a half hour or hours. Maybe it had been days. Yeah. She tries to escape them. Yeah. She she manages to feel her way up the stairs to the door because she's, she's told herself that if I am down here and the door is unlocked, what kind of an idiot am I? Mm-hmm. So she says, I have to at least try. Well, she gets the door open and she falls into the kitchen. <laughs> yes. And they've 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 got a bag over her head, don't they? Because she can't see. I think it's a blindfold. I don't okay. know if they have a bag over her head. Yeah, there is a time where they do put a bag over her head. I don't remember if it was this time. Um, but he's like, "You're going to break your fucking neck." She's like, "But I had to pee." Mm-hmm. But she's lying about. She didn't have to pee, but no. But then they take her back to the basement. Yeah. That's her home. That's where she lives now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't remember if it was then or before, but at some point Van told her that she she says, You're lucky that you made sex a hard limit because I doubt you would enjoy the things I would do to you. And she was like, wait, he wants to fuck me? <laughs> yeah. And then she, she said, to my horror, I realized I was most definitely hot for him, even though I hated his guts. I mean, it's a romance novel. <laughs> Hate sex is not a bad thing. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they... They went down there and they like ripped her shirt. They did all sorts of like stuff to her down there. Nothing necessarily sexual. Um, but, but just ghosting around her in the dark. Mm-hmm. She can't see them. And there's a touch on her shoulder. Or um, I think that she, does he spank her at this point? No, not I don't think so. No, he does. The first few smacks on my ass came so hard and fast I couldn't catch my breath. He played much rougher than anyone else I had ever done this with before, and I felt my eyes widen in shock as I weathered the first few minutes of it. He was irritated and planned on taking his feelings out on my backside. Even through my leggings, in no time my ass felt swollen and hot. And before I could register much more than surprise, I was kicking and begging him to stop. He stopped immediately, and I realized he was breathing almost as hard as I was. I thought you had some experience with this. 
I do. You just have a really hard hand. <laughs> Are you safeboarding or not? I don't have time for games. <laughs> well, yeah. And also, like, I don't have time for games. You're all your this whole thing is a game. You're just fucking around this whole time. Can you think of a single other book besides Ward mm-hmm. that has this level of mindfuckery? Because Richard is better at that than Van. Yes. Van is a nicer person in general. I think I'm not saying that he's nice, but I think if you compare Richard and Van. Who would I rather be stuck with? Van. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? So. Especially if Zero is part of the package. Because they come as a package deal. I'm not going to turn that down. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, are, wow. I, I'm sorry. And I ask you to keep me on track, but. Because I wasn't going to talk a whole lot this this episode, but apparently that's gone out the window. Yeah, you're fine. It's okay. As long as your voice is feeling all right. Yeah, you I'm just sound extra raspy and extra sexy this episode. It's all good. Here we go. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's they, they take her out and they let her write eventually, right? And then after that, he takes uh, Van takes her to the bookstore. Where he has that signing, right? Yes. Where he gets so pissed off because she spoke to somebody else. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Here's my question to you. Okay, let's set it up for the, the audience. They go to a signing, and he won't tell her where they're going. Um, Zero had to go to a family thing, so he couldn't stay with Sadie, so Van had to take her with him. And he's like, you're going to pretend to be my assistant, and just hand me books as I sign them. And she's like, don't speak to anyone unless it's like just to be polite. And so this one guy comes up to her and asks him if um, she is Van's girlfriend. Like, you know, while he's signing and like, she's just doing exactly what Van said. And he was like, she told him, no, you know, I'm not, not with him. I'm just his assistant. And she looks up and Van is literally like, looks like he's about to murder her. The, the the lasers shooting out of his eyes are insane. So he gets up and drags her into the green room, I guess, or the, the, the break room. And she's like, he's like, what are you doing? Why are you talking to that guy? And she told, you know, told him exactly what I just said. And he unleashed himself. Before we get to what actually happens, do you think he was mad? that she was talking to some guy because he really thought she was like scheming or was he jealous? I think he was jealous. Yeah, I think so too. At least I'm going to choose to to think that. If they hadn't had the conversation about him wanting to fuck her, Mm -hmm. I might not have said jealous, but I think absolutely he is. He has decided that she's his. Mm-hmm. Even though he refuses to admit it or tell her. Yeah. I agree. Uh, are you his girlfriend? A guy about my age asks. I looked at over at him, startled. I haven't 
even noticed him approaching from the side. I paused in the middle of the opening a new box of books and looked at him. No, I'm his assistant. If here's the other thing that I'm going to point out, I think it's he was jealous because it, it notes here that it is a guy about her age. So it is somebody likely to possibly date her, right? Yeah. If it was like an 80 year old guy, I feel like it would be a different scenario. Or even a woman. He probably yeah. would not have. Yeah. Agreed. But, so. uh, but he snaps his fingers at her mm-hmm. to get her to come there. And she's like, am I a dog now? Yeah. Well, she will be later. <laughs> she will be later. <laughs> and she just, you know, kind of, he yanks her and pulls her back and gives her hell. Mm-hmm. And they end up arguing. And he literally ends up with his dick in her. Just the tip. Just the tip. My favorite part. Just the tip. And he stops. He stops because somebody opened a door. And that's she comes in to see if, if everything's okay. Yeah, the like the store manager. Um, but yeah, he does ask her, Are you on birth? He's like lining himself up behind me, he pulls his fingers out of the way. Reality crashes uninvited into my head. Do you have a condom? No, but Zero and I have been in a closed arrangement for a couple of years. We've been tested. You? I haven't been with anyone in a long time, and I've been tested. Are you on birth control? No. Was this all part of your plan then? He growled. Seduce me into breeding your sweet little body and then start collecting child support for my bastard in nine months. Like, he's putting it all on. Like, she did nothing wrong here. He just went absolute. This is another reason I think he was jealous is because he went to immediately trying to mark his territory. Yes. And yeah, just the tip and I'll pull it out. I swear. She says, I wasn't sure who who he was making that vow to, but I hoped like hell he was lying. (laughs) If he pulled out before the action even started, I'd scream. Um. Yeah, but then he says, don't you fucking dare come, little monster. I love that he calls it a little monster. His... I do, too. And it's so sweet. It's adorable. Why is it so cute? Um, uh, If you um, don't you dare come yet, little monster, he whispers harshly. If you come, I'm going to rail you so fucking hard. I'm not going to bother and I'm not going to bother pulling out. So he just gave her the whole speech about how he's he, she's trying to trap him and then he's threatening her with not pulling out but yeah then there was like a little rattle and like somebody testing the door and so i i did find that brilliant like his cover-up was brilliant yeah (laughs) he took some chocolate and shoved it into her face that was like in a little welcome basket and then he told her (laughs) told him that she has blood sugar issues (laughs) she needed to be taken care of Poor thing, she's all flush. That chocolate is only going to work for so long. I'm going to send some send out for something more substantial. Yeah, so sweet lady. <laughs> anyway, then he chains he like handcuffs her to the chair, right? I don't know if it's a chair or the table, but yeah, he handcuffs her and he goes back and does the rest of the signing without her. Mm-hmm. While keeping her 
out of harm's way and away from that boy who asks if he was his girlfriend. <laughs> anyway, then after that, they have a on the way back is when they have the whole conversation about how Zero has to be there if he fucks her. Yeah. So, but I, I did love the saying. She's like, oh, so like, um, sex isn't off the table anymore and she's like sex was literally on the table <laughs> um and yeah i mean there's so much dirty talk in this book i can't there's so much it was amazing so good but um then they came home and van kisses zero and asks him if he tastes like his little girlfriend and he was like wait i thought sex was a hard limit he's like she changed her mind while we were at the signing she's like actually i decided that oh we skipped the whole scene but that's okay she's like actually i decided that by down by the beach a couple of nights ago i just wanted to make sure it wasn't stockholm syndrome take the talking because when she ran from them from the basement she ran to the beach um, by the lake and they caught her and they like almost all of them almost had sex and they didn't there were several chase scenes and yes this book is incredibly primal mm-hmm. um i mean just all the way through it and yep. i really really liked that yeah it was a lot of chasing which i liked a lot of chasing a lot of stalking how did you feel because i don't know if we should go through the the whole it will be here forever how did you feel about the 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 pet play with the cage the truth hurts (laughs) i have my own kennel tell us (laughs) the person that i was in my last relationship we had a master slave relationship so it left me with very little limits Mm. and i had a cage that he would occasionally put me in um sometimes for fun sometimes for punishment um so i had no problem with the pet play okay um i prefer kitten instead of dog but yeah i didn't have a problem with it it is a it is a wonderful way to absolutely clear your mind of anything of that that you're that you're thinking about because mm-hmm. if you're just thinking about hey i'm a cat or i'm a dog and i'm following this person's orders mm-hmm. it doesn't leave time for you to be anxious it doesn't leave time for you to be upset or anything like that so i at least that's my my experience with it was that it was a way for me to just kind of shut everything off Mm -hmm. my only it wasn't even like a problem it's just they they put her in this cage and she said it was like really uncomfortable and like her knees hurt because the plastic um like tray that underneath it Mm -hmm. like was cutting into her her body and i was like Dude, even dogs get like bedding. Like, why didn't they put some bedding in there? 
right? That that was my only problem. I was like, that's mean. That's extra mean. There's I don't when I had a pet, like when I had a little dog, she had a crate. And that thing was pimped out. Like I would have if I was a small dog, I would have loved being in there. Like it had all the soft stuff and all like it had a little mattress on the very bottom. And then on top of the mattress, it had a dog bed and it had a bunch of blankets and it had a bunch of like, so it's comfortable, you know? Yeah. And that was for my dog. who um, I love my dog, obviously. But like, it's your friend. It's your human friend. Put something soft in there, you know? Like, that's my only problem with it. I was like, I don't want to sit on a plastic thing. That's not comfy. And it's, I, I it's be comfy. hard on your knees and it's hard on your back. Yeah, I unfortunately am not able to to do that anymore, as we found out when As was living in my kennel mm. last summer for her broken leg. Aww. But you can have crates and pimp them out for dogs. Yeah, I just I buy something for buy a cat bed, and my cats will lay everywhere in the house besides the cat bed. Agreed. So I have piles of blankets throughout my living room because that's where they want to lay <laughs> and i i have a hard time with the idea of them laying on the hard wood floor all the time especially yeah. as i mean she's old and her leg doesn't work real well and hmm. she just needs padding and yeah um I, i've got a i've got a blanket at the foot of my bed on the floor she doesn't use it she's she scrolled up in my spot, not even on her spot. She's <laughs> claimed one of the pillows on my in my nest. Yeah. And and that is where you can find her lording over all the land that she surveys. <laughs> yeah. But what we have to tell you is that um the reason the pet cage even came to be is because Zero decided that he needed to do some research as well. There's a lot of research going on. All for research <laughs> purposes, not for fun purposes. And he's writing some like zombie apocalypse book. And he's like, what would, you know, a man in the apocalypse do if there were no rules and he wasn't such a good man and he needed company, but he didn't want to treat his company as well as he probably would in society, right? Like he would keep the person, he would have a pet. So... He or, just love that scene of like, I'm just like unloading all these crates and pet equipment. And Van, it's like, if you have a dog in this house. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and that was hot. Like when they had sex with her um, in the cage together, like that was fun to, to although then she did freak out afterwards because yeah. again her mind went a little too crazy and um but that was fun to watch and i also really enjoyed the the parts where again he would just, he'd just be like you're distracting and they're like she's like i'm literally just standing here what do you want from me well one of the things that i like was not sexual at mm -hmm. all Okay. I love when Zero took her home for his mother's birthday. <gasps> yes. Or I guess it was their anniversary. Yes. And 
what you find out, and this is this is well into the book. Zero's family is very affluent, mm-hmm. and they all look down on him for his long hair and the way that he dresses. And why doesn't he have a real job? I think his sister is in business, and his brother was either a doctor or a lawyer or something yeah. like that. Um, and so everybody in the family just looks down on him Mm -hmm. and they hate van. They absolutely hate his relationship with van. So instead of bringing van this time, he brings Sadie and Sadie is no good at keeping her mouth shut. Let me find it. I just got new glasses in September. And I think I'm already for a new pair. Well, considering it's almost September, it's been a whole year, my friend. Wow. It has, hasn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> it starts at about 150. Page 150 is okay. where they're at the party. That That's helpful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He introduces her to his grandmother. It is the only member of the family that he tolerates and likes. Mm-hmm. And I got really tickled because she says, um, he says, I didn't want to bring anyone if I wasn't sure they could handle the family. It was a last minute decision to throw Sadie to the wolves. She snorted, no van today. After what happened between van and dad, I thought maybe he should stay away for a while. And she says, well, why do you come to these functions if everyone is going to be so rude to you? He says, to see my grandmother. Well, that and to embarrass the hell out of them. Well, what did Vandal do the last time he was here that was so bad? Called my dad a cunt. (laughs) And so when they're questioning Sadie, you know, they've thoroughly attempted to embarrass Zach, Zachariah, mm-hmm. as Zero's first name. And I mean, they're like, well, when are you going to cut your hair? When are you going to get a real job? And what about this? And what about that? And grandma's over here talking to Sadie, and mom goes, well, wh- what are you doing? The three of you look very cozy, Zero's mother said, smiling like it was a joke. It sounded more like an accusation as if she was determined to break up a party she didn't approve of. Oh, just making conversation, Elaine. This poor girl doesn't know anyone here other than Zachariah, and I thought it was only polite to make her feel welcome. Of course. Sorry to be a bad host. I was making sure everyone was comfortable before I came to get to know you better. Sophie, was it? Sadie. That is the second or third time that she has given the wrong name mm-hmm. and it is very obvious she's doing it on purpose um just, so what did you say you do for a living nothing right now i got laid off from the gas station in town close to zach's house calling him the wrong name felt weird a gas station attendant she said her tone scathing interesting choice only marginally worse than another virtually unknown actor that last bit was directed at zero. I cut in before she could say anything more heinous. An unemployed gas station attendant, I corrected. 
and I write too. I'm a big fan of his, and when I found out he was living on the outskirts of town, I couldn't resist searching for him. I was so excited to meet him. She looked at me as though I were a dead mouse she'd found in her kitchen. Yeah. You just can't take that girl anywhere. <laughs> no, that was fun. and uh, But Grandma was fun, though, because Grandma decided that after that whole thing was that she was going to start rumors saying that um, <laughs> Zero and Sadie were getting married because she was pregnant. <laughs> and then people at the end of the party came up to them con- con- congra- to congratulate them. And she was like, I'm not, I'm afraid to ask them on what they were congratulating me on, like whether I'm getting married or having a baby. <laughs> so grandma was a big fan and I was a big fan of grandma. So yeah, grandma was awesome. Yeah. But well, go ahead. what was your favorite sex scene? Oh man. There are an abundance to choose from. Yeah. Folks, if you want the smut, this is a book for you. I mean, there's, there's some plot too, but this book it's kind of surprising that I like this book because it is more smut than plot. Yes, it's a lot of smut. But the smut... But I loved it. The smut drives the plot. The smut drives the plot. It does. Because, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get real deep on you here. The very first sex scene we have is just Vandal and Zero. Mm-hmm. And Zero is having anal with Zero but no lube and poor Zero is grimacing through it, right? Mm-hmm. One of the last sex scenes we have is in New York City at the hotel when everybody's drunk. And once again, Zero is having sex with... Z- uh, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I guess Zero is having sex with Vandal too. But Vandal is having anal with Zero. And he's using lube, but he's drunk and it's like really rough. But instead of just watching, Sadie's there to comfort him through it. Yes. And the reason Zero ended up that way was because Van was drunk and about mm-hmm. to have anal with Sadie, who just mm-hmm. doesn't like anal. And yeah. he's like, You're you're drunk. You you don't do that when you're drunk. Yeah. You're gonna hurt her. You're going to hurt her. Yeah. Um. So, so he really just took one for the team there. Yeah, she, he's like, "You owe me for this." <laughs> but, um. So yeah, the sex scenes drive the whole book, you know. Because uh, yes, they're also fun, and I love, I liked reading them for the for the fun of it. But they drive the book, and even the very last sex scene. Not, yeah, the very last sex scene was fun, but also point there was a point to it because they were having sex and it was like the research was van was doing research this time <laughs> okay and even they were like hey van you like you never do research what are you talking about and he's like no i'm doing research now and you guys owe me so this is where they like van decides he's gonna do some like satanic ritual <laughs> and he ties Sadie up to like a rock or something. I can't remember. A large boulder. Yeah. <laughs> this was my favorite sex scene okay. out of the entire book. I have never laughed so hard. <laughs> yeah. He has her tied down. Mm-hmm. He uses a knife and cuts her clothes off. 
Mm-hmm. He doesn't cut her panties off. He cuts a hole through them. Yeah. And he fucks her with the um, hilt of the knife. Mm-hmm. And she's screaming and they're going at it and these bright lights shine on them. Everybody freeze because the police are there. Three police cars and an ambulance. (laughs) Someone driving by heard her screaming and called the police to have it checked out. Yeah. And she's, they're like, it, Everything here is consensual. And they're like, mm. what? Because he cut, he, he gave her a small cut and he yeah. put her, his initials and blo- wrote his initials on in blood on her. Yeah. And they're like, consensual. Are, are, are you sure you know what that means? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, everything was consensual. Well, it took a little while for her because this was also the, the DP scene. Yes. This is the very end where actually it happens where like Van is, I think, of course, anal because it's his favorite spot. <laughs> um, and Zero was like in her vag. And of course, it was amazing, right? Like the scene is beautifully written and, and everybody comes and it's amazing. But she is like literally fucked out of her brain, right? Like she is, she is out so, of it. So deep into subspace at that point. Yeah. Um. And getting ripped away and taken by a, a female police officer who takes her to the EMTs to put yeah. blankets around her. Not really the best aftercare. No. And like I said, like she's out of it. So she, uh, when she finally snaps to it, she does tell them like, hey, everything is fine. Like I'm, I was doing research in there. I'm a writer. They were helping me, whatever. But that serves the point of like, again, that sex scene was necessary because she trusted them enough to a do that to her, but they trusted her in taking care of them, and not sending them to the freaking jail. Yeah. Um, and that's when, also when, uh, Van uh, at the end says like, "This is when I knew that I knew I knew you didn't steal from me in the beginning, but like this is when I really knew that I needed to you to be with me." Because at the end of the book, they all end up in a three-way relationship. Um, and it's all happy and she's a writer and her book is doing really well. But which one was my sex favorite sex scene? Oh, my God. I don't know. I mean, that one was really fun to to read. I have been in the uncomfortable position of having someone outside of my relationship getting up close and personal information on my sex life mm-hmm. and I was so incredibly embarrassed well yeah 45 year old me does not get embarrassed about sexual things <laughs> obviously I'm doing a podcast on smut uh-huh. Yeah. But I was 28-ish, somewhere around there, and I had gone to see Rick, and we hadn't seen each other for a while, 
And I think that he used every toy in his arsenal. And new ones that I hadn't found out he had. I mean, <laughs> he wrecked me. I mean, it was over a period of like three days. Nice. So, yeah, stamina. Ooh. But we went out to get food. When we came home, his mother was at the house. <gasps> Where she had cleaned all of the toys that were left out. Oh, my God. And left them on the bed because she didn't know where to put them. I could not look his mother in the face. It it took me year, a, a good year, to be able to, to look her in the eye. Because I just wanted to crawl, curl up and die. I was like, oh, my God. It's like, oh, it's just mom. So I, I have some, some empathy for her about, you know, getting caught tied to a boulder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't look, I'm definitely not as adventurous as you. Um, but I don't need anybody I told you I need to like hide the very few things I do have because my kids are now going in my they're going into my drawers and stuff and pulling out my, my two sex toys my two sad little sex toys that I have um and like using them as toys and I'm like oh my god you can't like please so I have to like lock them up now oh my god have I told you about buying a new dildo no Talk us, talk us, talk to us about. I it. realized that I needed a new dildo, mm-hmm. so I go online because that's what you do, as one does. And I got a seven-inch regular dick. Okay. Um, because I thought I knew what seven inches was, <laughs> and I thought I knew. But it said an inch and a half diameter. I I knew what that meant. I, I was sure. And it comes in a box. I swear <laughs> to you, it was over a foot long because of all the packaging. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck did I buy? <laughs> and you pull it out and it's nice and it's purple and it's got all of the veins. And it was huge. Guys do not have, most guys do not have seven inch dicks. No, probably not. Because if they did, I wouldn't <laughs> have been afraid of that one. <laughs> did you test it out? Is it good? Yeah, actually I did. <laughs> I, well, I was planning on sending it back. Mm. And I kept planning on sending it back and I kept planning on doing it. And I never got around to actually taking care of it. So I... I figured, why the hell not? I may as well try it. Yeah. And that, along with the vibrator on your clip, much fun. I got to ask, yeah, Dr. Friend just got a new, I don't know if it's a, it, it's, it's a sex toy. I don't know if it's technically a dildo or a, what, a, what, what you would categorize it as. It's the snail. Have you heard of the snail? I have not heard of the snail. I don't, 
I don't know. She she has not reported back, so I don't know if it's good or not. But she was like, it just looked interesting and I had to buy it. Um, I was like, go for it, girl. You know, you 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 got you got that doctor money. Use it. <laughs> <laughs> Her boyfriend was going on an extended motorcycle trip or something for a couple of weeks. So ah. she was like, I, I've got time to kill. <laughs> I got some things I can explore. And so she went and bought this and she was so excited to tell me about it, but I don't I haven't spoken to her since and I don't I need to know what the stats are. It's, I'm gonna I, have to I'm gonna have to Google this because I Yeah, it looks like a legit like a snail. I Googled it. And it I think it's blue. It's a blue snail like object. And like there's a little thing that like curves around so it like attach kind of like touches your clit, but there's also a part you can put inside. So, oh, yeah, almost like, like the a one telephone. that I looked at is pink. Okay, so maybe they come on. I don't, I don't need to spend to save because I'm not going to buy this. Um, but it the snail dual stimulating vibrator that's it, and it does look <laughs> like, like snail, right? Very first, the very first review. This thing looks like a clown's penis, but it is great. <laughs> well, um, so yeah, uh, um, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so do we get a book about the cupcake store owner and the bookstore owner? I don't know. Because remember there they had that beautiful date where they all went out um and got cupcake they went to the bookstore that, that like this like motorcycle riding guy looked like like a he's like a big biker guy. He owns a motorcycle uh, he owns a bookstore which is like beautiful and like the I think she said something like if if I could marry a bookstore, I would marry this one or something yeah. like that. It's beautiful, this this amazing store. And she was like, I can't believe this guy owns a bookstore. Like, he doesn't look like the type. And then they went next door where there was, like, this surly cupcake store owner. And I was like, do they get together? Like, is this a setup for another book? I don't, I haven't seen, I haven't read a lot of Source of Black. Okay. So I don't really, I don't have an answer on that one. Okay. I, I, to be honest, I think this may be the only book of hers that I've that I've read. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what else to say about the book. It was really fun. I really enjoyed this book. It was a great read. Yes. All the way around. If you want a kinky book, if you want a kinky book with dark elements on a three-way thruple, this is your book. And if you want to, like, maybe possibly kind of explore what you might be into because there's a lot of different types of kinks in this book. there's a lot of kinks in this and, and yeah. so it's a great way to to read about it and decide if that's something you might be interested in mm-hmm. yeah and it's yeah. written beautifully yes and like we I'm, said it's funny and really enjoyable there, there's it's just it it works on every level mm-hmm. because you've got the plot you've got the sex you've got the funny you even have 
you know, like there are moments of tension and suspense. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it just kind of covers everything. Yeah, I agree. Really, really enjoyed. Trigger warning romance podcast approved. Approved. Absolutely approved. Yeah. So maybe we'll have to read some more social black in the future. We'll have to look into that. Yeah. See what else she's written. <laughs> maybe she's wrote that cupcake store owner and that motorcycle guy. <laughs> what a, um do you have any palette cleansers for us? I really enjoyed the Ursa Shifter series. Oh. Um, by Sam Hall. It starts with, I think, Bears Bears in Mind. <laughs> um, it is what I read for my research on the bear dick. <laughs> um, because it's it's take your, your wolf pack and change it to a bear sleuth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the duet, the first two books are about the same the same person. Mm-hmm. And I was really surprised because I got to 90% and she still hadn't had the D. I know you texted me and I was like, that's not something I'm reading. Um, I mean, there were there were snippets of makeout sessions, so to speak, but she didn't get the D. But that first book set up the second book so incredibly well. Okay. And there was plenty of sex in the second book. But right. I had, I ran through two books in a day. Oh, nice. Because okay. I, I just, once I started, I couldn't fit it down. That's my palate cleanser for the day. I like it. My palate cleanser is ice cream. <laughs> that is always good. Because I haven't done too much reading that you guys haven't known about. So I'm not going to bore you with like rereads of books that I'm doing. But um, my my friend Maxine and I went to my our old college and we brought my daughter on a little field trip. And we just had a lovely day walking around. And then we went, got tex- a Mexican food together and... I got Cold Stone, which I haven't gotten Cold Stone in forever. I don't remember the last time I had Cold Stone. Yeah. Oh. And it was delicious. Uh, not sponsored, by the way, but if Cold Stone wants to sponsor us, give us a call. Um, yeah, I got, I got the Birthday Cake Remix, which I haven't gotten like that ice cream in quite a while. And it was just so good. So my palate cleanser is like, go get you some ice cream or, or go get you a treat you haven't gotten in a, quite a long time and it's going to hit the spot. My absolute favorite ice cream. We used to go to Ohio. Well, we still go to Ohio. We go to Ohio a lot. But we went to Columbus because there's a gaming convention there. The same one that we're where Mr. Klein and I met. But there is a little ice cream place, Jenny's, that has the best ice cream ever. Mm. And they have started putting it in some grocery stores. So 
Wegmans carries it. And it's the flavor is called Frosé. And it is just like they have taken a rosé wine and made a slushy out of it. That sounds good. It is phenomenal. And Mr. Klein doesn't like it, which means I don't have to share. That's even better. Which <laughs> I'm good to go. I'm good for that. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. What are we reading next week, Tori? Next week, we are going with another mindfuck. Because yes. we are going to be reading Wicked Games, A Dark Romance by Zoe Blake. It was previously published as Ward. <laughs> um, and you you guys have heard us talking about um, Richard and Lizzie. Well, this yes. is the beginning of Richard and Lizzie's story. Yeah. And I'm not going to say anything else because it's an experience all on its own. Yeah, it certainly is. <laughs> Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I I can't say enough about how much I enjoyed the, the trilogy. Yeah. But damn. Yeah. Super dark, guys. Like, yeah. super duper dark. So don't, don't, I mean, it's trigger warning romance and you know us at this point, but like. This is dark for us. Yeah, it's dark. Yeah, for sure. So check all the triggers before going in. So. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for spending the day with us and going down a little kinky rabbit hole along with bear shifters and all sorts of other nonsense. <laughs> Where I love that Tori said that she wasn't feeling great and she's not going to talk that much. <laughs> I meant it then. It's fine. It's fine. I love you. I'm, I'm with you. Anyway, thank you so much. We hope that you all enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to rate and review on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really helps us with getting ahead of the algorithm and getting in, in front of other people's ears that haven't heard us before. Please don't forget to um, check out our Facebook group, the Trigger Warning Romance Dark Romance Support Group. Please join us there. We have a lot of fun. Um, follow us on all the socials it's at trigger warning romance on instagram and tiktok and also check out our patreon if you want to be a member we would really appreciate it you get a bunch of different perks and you can google us on trigger warning romance um patreon so you can also it. go to our website triggerwarningromance.com mm -hmm. um all of our links are there makes yep. it real simple as for the Patreon, some of the benefits are going to be changing in the, in the upcoming months. Mm -hmm. So keep an eye on that. Yep. More details to come later. Yes. And also, if you are um, in the North Carolina, South Carolina area, we are going to be at Authors After Midnight on October 7th. So go check out authorsaftermidnight.com. Come say hello to us. We'd love to see you. We'd like to meet you. We'd like to have some wine with you. <laughs> so yeah, lots of fun stuff happening. Anyway, thank you so much for being with us. Please read Wicked Games for next week. And we'll see you next time. Have a good one, everybody. Take care. Bye.